ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Lost Remote Podcast. I'm Brian. I'm here with Zach and Arthur. Have you found the remote? Of course not. You've been looking for hours. Finally, you looked. And there it was. Four feet above the covers. Your remote. Now, today we're talking about Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters is a film about three paranormal investigators. They get a uh, nice little uh, call on uh, a ghost sighting in a library. They go investigate, and they get the proper readings they need to possibly catch ghosts. They get the funding they need to start their personal or private business. And uh, it's slow at first. They get... uh, they get one client, and uh, there's a minor investigation there, and uh, nothing much comes of it, but they'll, they'll, they'll get back to her as soon as they do some more research. Then they get their first real call, and then business starts to boom. But is something more insidious over the horizon? Gentlemen, who are you going to call? <clears throat> uh, Ghostbusters. Yes. I was going to say he nailed him. He man. Later. He uh, man. <laughs> yeah, because we're not reviewing that movie. Back. So, thank you. This is Ghostbusters. Mm. Mm. On. Mm. On. Mm. Ghostbusters original. Number one. Well, not the weird. Oh, don't, 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 don't. No, or, we're staying or focused. Go ahead, or go ahead, go ahead. I mean, yeah, not the gorilla and the, and oh, the British people. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Ooh. Yeah, I saw that, too. <laughs> Yay, copyrights. Mm-hmm. You know, like when there would be the rent, rent to adult movies, get a kid's movie free, it'd be like, here's Ghostbusters. And you're like, yeah, what? <laughs> <laughs> what what's I wonder, going on here? I wonder if there's been like wonder if like that Christmas or the following Christmas if there were a bunch of disappointed kids. Probably. I mean, in general, yeah, but like you just mean relevant to like getting Ghostbusters. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some disappointing kids. Uh yeah, so how do I get left out on the uh I know this is a favorite of Zach's. Well, I wasn't well, sure. I didn't want to speak. I, I, I just knew for certain that this was a favorite of mine and Zach's. Well, tell you us didn't about go that. To the, uh, you didn't go to the uh, babysitter with us, so we didn't know that. Yeah. How could we know if you weren't acting out the entire movie with us day in and day out? Yeah. I had my own crew that I was doing that with. Talk, <clears throat> talk a little bit about that experience. I like this story. Well, I mean, it. What? What? I mean, what else can you say about it? We would just ask it, for the babysitter to put the movie on. Paint the and, picture. And, you guys are both sixteen. <laughs> Twenty-three. Yeah, <laughs> sixteen. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So we were uh, uh, preschool age yeah. children. Super young. Uh, you know, three, four, five, and. We would watch Ghostbusters every single day. She would put it on. We'd ask, and I think she did it so we would leave her alone. Well, I mean, it's the best babysitting tool ever when kids yeah. will 
occupy themselves in a confined area. And the and best part of round. Oh, go ahead, Brian. Yeah. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one of the best parts about this is the movie we watched was Brian's. It was on a VHS. And Brian, what movie led in to Ghostbusters that we'd watch the end of quite often? Oh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I know it was on it because it was it was off of a home tape that we taped it, right? Yep. Now, on that same tape, I believe, was Babe and Gremlins. Wasn't it? It couldn't have been Babe because Babe came out after this. It well, that was it was well, that a, a movie no, no. with uh, a banshee. Ugh. Oh yeah, Darby O'Gill. <laughs> what? <laughs> the, the, is that the little people one or? Well, yeah, yeah. There's little people in it. Isn't it Fine. Darby O'Gill and the little people or something like that? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. And the end of the movie is super creepy. <laughs> yes. I don't. I don't remember if I've ever seen this. Oh, fine. I, so, yeah, I remember Sean Connery was in it, but we'd watched like the last two or three minutes of that. And which is watch. the scariest part of the whole movie. <laughs> With the Banshee, yeah. Then we'd watch Ghostbusters. Did you guys so know each other really... leading in, or you guys got sent to the same like daycare babysitter thing, and that's how you met? Uh, I believe that's how it worked together. Yeah. And so uh, I do not know how they all started going to the same babysitter, but Brian's sister and my sister and brother went there. And then so wow. Brian and I went there as well. And then there's a whole bunch of other kids that went as, you know. So the 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 uh, combination of your two houses was always. Yeah, I think place. this was the post office uh, babysitter. Yeah, like, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> like all the postal workers kids went to the same babysitter. That's really funny. I, I don't think I ever knew that. I knew you guys were friends from a young age, but I don't, <laughs> I've never heard that. Uh, for me, when I was, I would have been younger than five. I, it's somewhere at like the five or younger age, because it was when I was still in Elk City. There was a house across the street from ours. And I would go there almost every day this summer. This the summer I'm referring to. I don't know which year. Mm-hmm. But they had it on a tape. And I would always get there about the same time. And they would have already been watching it. I watched from basically Stay Puff to the, you know, like right before Stay Puff gets there to the end, almost every day for a full summer. <laughs> <laughs> and like so that that part i had already seen like a hundred times before i ever had like a my own copy uh-huh. uh i think and my parents aren't sure about this i think we went to the drive-in for it at one point uh which is pretty great and then it was second grade i think when i was under the weather and i noticed a little walmart ad that had it like under 20 bucks and I had 20 bucks, um, probably even. And I was like, back at my mom, I was like, can we get this? And she's like, ah, <laughs> are you going to watch it enough to make it worth it? <laughs> Ouch. And you know how, like at that age, how it gets And Like maybe it was yeah. first grade, but you know, it was legit three times a day for the first month. Um, I had friends across the alley who I bumped into them and they had made suits. So we would play Ghostbusters, you know, in the backyard there. Uh, 
what obviously this movie is layered and it speaks to something that we've talked about before where you don't have to dumb a movie down for kids why does this work so well for kids uh i think go ahead no you go you go ahead buddy all right I think it is the the era we lived in was and that movie was made just it was a huge horror movie era and as a young kid there's you know spooky things are frightening this is one of the only movies I can I'm a, I'm a really aware of that could remotely be child friendly where it is protagonist fighting scary things in a understandable way with tools <laughs> like not with like you know you know they brought in the psychic you know tangia and, and you know that you know the, that 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 might have something to do with it and among other things, it's just you know a good you know a good time. It's not super like super dark, 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 mm-hmm. but it has you know dark stuff in it, and it's you know, you know that's my guess. Is that and, you know, oh, I think ahead, part sorry. of it is um, so the adult content for kids, it's way over their head. It's not like you know center frame i mean they have the jokes and stuff that go was going to go over there's definitely some stuff lot... that hits different when you get older <laughs> yeah and yes it does and there's a lot of jokes though that i think are, are that work with kids that are in this movie and then you have like you know the, the they're shooting lasers you know with the proton packs and i think that's something that everybody's oh and then you know you get the traps and they're kind of goof well especially bankman they're goofballs and so you know, I think that's why it works to kids. The 80s were the era of getting slimed. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's like, you know, it's got a catchy tune in it. And uh, yes, it yeah. does. Flash penis. <laughs> Which one, Brian? Well, that'd be the, 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 well, there's the primary Ghostbusters theme with the actual vocals. And then there's the, like the kind of jazzy. I like the uh, Saving the Day. That's oh, my yeah. song from this. I believe it's magic, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Arthur, why do you think it works for why it worked for kids? Yeah. Is it just because of the era? I I don't think it's because of the era, because it worked for me far earlier than the era. You know, like it just like when you're four or five and something connects. I don't think that's era specific. No. Um, no, I mean, I, I was just talking about the era that it was made in and with the type of jokes that it was told. And this is what's weird for this is this is actually so much far, uh, you know, Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis are the main or they're the writers of it. Yeah. And uh, it, it's a step back from some of their earlier. It's more like the delivery and the jokes are a lot tamer than their earlier work. Well, that was, you know, I think that's because this wasn't primarily meant to be a comedy. It's. I don't really consider it a comedy. No, it's not really a comedy, but it, I mean, it, it's it, a comedic writer. It, it's. 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 It's more interesting. Uh, interestingly enough, due to the with the subject matter aside, like it. It. it it's kind of down to earth people thing. Like 
they're making real life jokes and not like wacky stuff even though yeah. a lot of their stuff wasn't actually wacky but yeah is more adult oriented stuff they did prior to this like really really hardcore adult like it's like all oh, these these well they do a good job having like the uh you know there's not other than you know rick moranis there's yeah. not just like an absurd human like no yeah everybody wants to be vankman you know but at the same time you know egon such a it, like it's just like genius comedians not having to steal the comedy role but knowing how roles worked yeah um and i think you know that comes from having some of the strongest sketch comedy people in this and the difference of what sketch comedy was versus what it is now you know it you know it's not just the it's not just the improv sessions or stuff like that like they just they knew how to be an actual full-fleshed character um you know for me what was relatable I, I can't i can't separate what wasn't like it just it just connected um it was just neat you know like the idea of of the ghost the the cool of vankman the i honestly you know no matter how good special effects go give me the painted on proton beams you know onto a film cell versus most stuff uh it just it just works it's such a perfect movie and it's always interesting to see how we get there from where this started right like the yes. whole belushi going through time or getting eddie murphy in there and of course well, if it, eddie murphy had been in there it'd be a completely different movie you got to have uh, straight man winston in oh, to man. me Ernie i Hines. mean yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get yeah. to a little more of that, but like there's so many things that had to go together to make what I think is a perfect movie. Like I thought I thought originally they were going through uh to the uh, I guess the afterlife kind of dimension. No, I, 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 I as I understood it, there was also gonna be it was like gonna be in the future and space as well. Like I I, I, mm -hmm. I thought it was gonna it was be smashing way through out. time or something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. way out there. Have you heard the ghost smash was it Ghost Smashers story? Like whatever the studio <laughs> didn't know like if they could get the Ghostbusters name. Yeah, yeah. It was just Yes. Because they would shoot scenes twice that they would say it. And finally they get to the crowd scene where they're saying Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters. And the person was like, we can't afford to do this twice. And he like picked up the phone and called the producers and he goes, listen to this. This is what we have to go with. And they're like, oh, OK. <laughs> like, yeah. That's how yeah. many times this thing could have gone different. Yeah. Well, it's, and then, it, that's so with, scary. I think that's real scary. It's just like, man. Couldn't and the big any other caveat, way. like getting this made was the biggest wild card in getting it made because you know, everybody's heard the eccentric Bill Murray stories, and this movie is no exception. When he signed on, this one of the reasons it was greenlit is because, yeah, we'll get Bill Murray. But then he petitioned it to make another movie, a more serious role, that he would do Ghostbusters if, or Ghost Smashers or whatever if he could get this other role. And that studio would, would fund it. And they agreed, and he doesn't talk to anybody about, yeah, I'll do it. 
and no more communication from him until the day they're rolling and he comes walking on the set. <laughs> like, all right, he's here. <laughs> We're making the movie. But I mean, and from what I understand and from stories I've read and, you know, people talking about getting to work with him is even now he doesn't run, you know, an agent and business manager and all that is you get a phone number, you pitch him your idea on an answering machine. If he likes it, he'll give you a call back. If he doesn't, you'll never hear from him again. Mm -hmm. You'll never hear about it. But that's how you know if Bill Murray's interested in your project is he will return a phone call. And I think that's just amazing that he's at that place. And then, but he's been that way eccentric like that for years yeah. i mean have y'all heard the story of uh him with caddyshack uh you like show up the day of or day before or something Cad- or caddyshack was harold ramus's first direct uh director movie you know is his directorial debut and uh bill murray came up and he was very upset with how things were going on set because everybody was treating it like a big party you know, the National Lampoon guys and Harold and Chevy Chase and all them were training like a big party. He's like, you got me for, I can't remember how many, like five days, and then I'm gone. So get my stuff done, and then I'm going. I'm going back to SNL or whatever he was doing, and I'm done with this. And so that actually made them straighten up and at least shoot a week of a serious movie where everybody wasn't just partying out of their minds. Wow. So, but I just, it's just fascinating the way he's, you know, commanded what he's commanded and he's great in almost everything so i think one of the better things to check out on this is that uh the movies who made us on ghostbusters on netflix it's very it's very very good really good um but anyway i mean let's stick with our range of what we can see and discuss but i would just throw that out there of a if you'd like to know more go to the local library um Speaking of library, I mean, right off the top, man. Oh, man. How many iconic setups and executions of stuff? Like when you talk to when you talk about the jokes that age differently, all of the uh, questioning the librarian stuff gets funnier every every time you see it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Well, there's only the one joke that I'm like, ooh, that shouldn't have been asked. (laughs) But it's still. What has that got to do with anything? Yeah. Back off, man. I'm a science. Uh, but, like, how so, many of those things have you used in your real-life conversation? Like, uh, you know, like, I'll say that the sponge vibrated about a foot and a half. Or, yeah. You know, like we said with the, uh, this reminds me of the time you tried to drill a hole in your head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we mentioned that before. Like, um, yeah. Frankenhooker episode, we called, Brian called that out. Yeah. I just... Uh, back to the intro like yeah what I love about it is it sets a specific tone for the rest of the flick Mm -hmm. it says hey these ghosts are no joke man Mm -hmm. this is real scary stuff and they, they shot it like a scary scene they had the really good creepy music Oh man, great! I just I, I it, 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 in comparison to other films, it it just doesn't it, you know it it's it's you can't match up to it when it's like hey this is not necessarily a scary horror movie, it's not necessarily a a comedy but it is you know supposed to be, I mean what would you guys classify this movie as? 
it is light comedic horror, <laughs> like uh, yeah. supernatural comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's it ticks all the boxes. It does the we've talked about this I think with eighty stuff maybe just offline, but again not to harp on it too much, but the yeah, there's people that are Hollywood characters in it, but really most of this stuff is happening around real people. Yeah. And and the thing we've lost track of in movies is how many of your characters should be real and how many should be movie characters. And this has so many movie characters. Like, all right, let's let's take a page out of the uh when when Moranis gets run out of the apartment. Yeah. There's a legitimate doorman and a legitimate New York person that go, what was that? He said, a, a, a bear just ran out of his apartment. A scene like that now would have like some character from the newest show doing yeah. a three minute, well, what do you mean about bears? You know, like, like a grizzly bear, like a thing of a bear, you know, Yogi like, bear. <laughs> it would just be like a time to ham something up. Instead, you were like, that is a New York doorman. And then, oh, what's that that just ran out too that knocked them over? You know, like it, yeah. there's so many details you have to appreciate in movies like this. But yeah, it's. And the old lady who just sees it and goes, oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, runs back inside and closes the door. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about the the VHS cropping before on here. Haven't yep. we? That was yes, we did the very first episode. Yeah, so we don't don't need to go and gurgle here. Don't have to yeah, go back to that. Jump back into but like how like like let's do we want to talk about like some of the different areas we go like the hotel setup like all the things like how many times at my with my family have I I don't know how many times I've said the you know, bite your head off, man. Like oh, the, yeah, it, man. it must be some cockroach. Yeah. Well, what are you, some kind of cosmonaut? <laughs> nah, man, we're exterminators. Somebody Someone saw a cockroach, saw a cockroach on, on twelve. 12. <laughs> so, the thing I've noticed about this as I get older, and I is I never realized it when I was young, but how much of kind of a grifter the Peter Venkman is in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you didn't notice that until you were older well i didn't notice it when i was five well he's definitely an opportunist (laughs) yes and like it just it's just like how was i did i think this character was so awesome as a kid but he's just such a great i mean it's it's fun and i I enjoy it let's be fair to him yes he's an opportunist and he's a sly devil yes but he's also actually into the business Yes, and I think that I whenever... Mean, our uh, first scene with him, he's actually studying psychic phenomena and being opportunist. Is, is he, though? I would like yes, to point is. something out. He's I would try, like to he's point trying out to study something. the female body. No, <laughs> I would I'm like to point you out something out real quick. But I'm disappointed in both of you. Yeah? Why? When do we always record? And when I was texting you guys to say that I'd be ready... I said, I'll probably be ready around, and I left the lead in for you guys oh. to jump in and say, 8 o'clock? Eight o'clock? Nice. Oh, well, Nobody nice. jumped on it. I didn't actually see that. Sorry. Um, <laughs> my bad. 
Yeah, I didn't pay enough attention to it. Well, but. okay, let's 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 be fair. <laughs> if you're listening to what he says, he is studying what the negative like the effect of negative, negative reinforcement, reinforcement on tel like telepathic ability or whatever, right? That is exactly what he was doing. The guy was psychic. Yeah. And he yeah. noticed cuz he was he was if, 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 okay, folks, if you're watching the movie and you're not really paying attention, this will go right past you. But if you're paying attention, the guy gets almost, he, every time, every guess that guy makes is one of the cards. It may not be the card that he's holding up at the time. The only one he's holding up at the time that he gets is the wavy lines. Yep. But he wasn't quite accurate because he said a couple. He should, he should have said several because mm -hmm. there's more than two. But, um, <clears throat> He guessed the square, circle, and it, some of them are, are the girls, and some of them are his that he had uh, prior or something. Um, but uh, yeah, he is actually doing that. But he is also hitting on this chick. Oh, yeah. Definitely. 100%. Uh, <laughs> I just think he could have cared less if the guy was there. <laughs> I... uh, that probably happened as she walked in. <laughs> not as a plan of his yeah that's what i'm saying like yeah. yeah so yeah hey but he he's a poor scientist the dean dean yeager tells us hey dean yeager hey dean yeager yeah <laughs> i trust you're moving us to better quarters on campus and i'm moving you off the campus <laughs> yeah i mean don't get me wrong like i just see stuff and i'm like you know, I still love the movie, and I still love the character, and I think Bill Murray does it great. It's just like, ooh. <laughs> I don't get yeah. what's new. No, just some of the things he says and does. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Come uh, on. <laughs> the, the big piece is when he's in uh, Dana's apartment at the beginning. Beginning as not the beginning in the in the kind of I guess when she first comes to the, yeah act right yes yeah. yeah 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 whenever she whenever he takes her back to you know take Miss Barrett back to her apartment and check her out check her, I mean check yeah out. I'll go check out Miss Barrett's apartment that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about the stuff inside the apartment yeah. Yeah, he didn't know what he was doing, but none of them did. It was a bunch uh, of untested. Uh, I argue he did know exactly what he was doing. Hmm. One of the key things he, one of the key things you need to do, like he was like, I need this, I need this chick to think I'm weird and remember me. Mm -hmm. Goal achieved. Sure. I just went from the ghost hunting business. Uh, he, yeah, he he probably <laughs> wasn't paying attention when Egon was thoroughly explaining what the device was he was taking with him and what it did. Right. But he, he was data Egon, gathering. It probably yeah. didn't matter. Like, Egon, be... yeah. Yeah, Egon probably told him, hey, just go around the room, take these readings, and bring it back so I can look at it. <laughs> so Ray and I can take a look. Yeah. Joe, Ray, Egon. Yep. Uh, let's let's do this. Like, everybody's familiar with the damn movie. Uh, just like any certain lines or specific situations you want to kind of break down, like, it's... This whole thing is just like a masterpiece. So. Well, um, uh, at some point, 
before we, we stop, I want to talk about the metaphysics of the film, but that'll be later if, if everyone wants. Yeah, you know, because I know, I know you like that when I break that kind of stuff down. Dude. Guess what? This movie's got it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Very excited. No, I, uh, one of the things that uh, Brian and I talked about, I think we were in middle school. God knows. It was the first time. time we really noticed this was the uh, long-running joke. That goes in this with the oh, uh, with the first librarian, you know, yeah, like, go sure, get her, yeah. get her, and then uh, yeah, with Gozer's like go get her, Ray. And when we, you know, we watched it a whole lot as kids, but when we get to, you know, around puberty and we start putting the more of the older stuff together, it's like, hey, that's a callback, that's a running joke. And yeah. I, I don't know, I still pop at it every time now. Oh yeah, man, it's great. I remember it. That that's that shows like. Vakeman's character like he's the guy who won't let people live things down <laughs> yeah, exactly no matter what the situation is it's a great setup uh all right let's let's do this then let's go ahead and put it on the spot favorite ghostbuster as a kid favorite ghostbuster as an adult and feel free to give any supporting or just wise i'll go uh I actually, I'm not quite sure. Like, it was almost, uh, I can't remember. Zach, do you remember who I played? Was was I Ray? I think you were Egon. I was Egon? Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I think that, that, that about tracks. Because, you know, Donatello is my favorite turtle. Still is, but. Yeah. Yeah, so I was, I was, I was Egon. My... It, it's real rough for me because I I like Ray and Egon the most because I identify as them the most when it comes to paranormal stuff. Uh, if if Ghostbusting existed today, I think I could qualify. I think I could get a job as Ghostbuster. I can see that. Shopping Zachary. So my favorite as a child was Peter. And now I have a harder time deciphering which one's my favorite because I yeah. like them all for different reasons. It sure. is tough. Like, and they're pretty much equally like the with the original. I mean, and Winston, I like Winston, too. I think Winston has some of the greatest lines in this movie. Um, you know, I really enjoy his character. But with the original, the, the first three. So we're going to Peter, Egon and Ray. You there would not have been anything without the others. So whereas, uh, you know, Egon's really the major scientist, you know, uh, he's the, uh, I guess the, would be the theoretical. Of yeah, the he's, group. He, he's the, he's the actual like hardcore research guy. Mm -hmm. Ray is the enthusiast. Yeah. Ray's Ray's also kind of your engine. Yeah. The enthusiast and your engineer because he can yeah. build and fix almost anything and then peter's your one with all the charisma like the so if if yeah he's the he's face your music that runs man the place. he's yeah he's the he's the sales yeah. guy he's face he's hype yeah so he's the he's the guy that they're going to put out front and center on things so like i said the, like i like all four of them pretty much equally at this point in my life i don't have really a favorite anymore and that's i know a cop out she's the answer yeah, but out. i like them all for different Ooh. things so if you put my feet I to the love fire them all for different things but yeah feet i would have fire. to say probably ray at this okay. point is my favorite yeah. because winston being he, uh yeah I, I just didn't want to leave him out like he's the down to earth guy right well, don't, mm -hmm. let me go let me go ahead and answer yeah go i ahead. don't want to hear your answer no, we don't care. 
Nah, I like Ray too for how gullible he is with things as well. So growing up, growing up, I was a Bill Murray kid, you know, through and Mm -hmm. through. Like a lot of my sense of humor and approach stuff, you know, there's a few people you can point to, but definitely huge on Bill Murray, the dry wit and stuff like that. And, um, the smart assy stuff. And I found out that doesn't actually age well in the real world. Uh, but you know, it was weird. Al, it was Bill Murray. It was Steve Martin, you know, it was a huge part of it. Um, but I, it was unquestionably Vankman. Like I, I, I love them all. Like, that's the thing. That's, that's why that answer doesn't get accepted here is because the character dynamic's so good, yeah. but for the last 15 years, maybe just 10, unquestionably Winston and I think there has to be some form like I hate these things where they still just like show the three of them together and like my boy gets left out like I just every for one every line he says is absolute gold he is such a good grounding for the audience for that every man coming in but like Winston's got good like you want to know more about his backstory coming in like the way they introduce him perfect but he he works in so well and he's such a good partner to have i just you if there's a steady paycheck involved i'll believe any of the shit you say like i'm in he's just he's my guy yeah i love winston man i like winston a lot like i said we all love all four of them Mm mm-hmm they're in, perfect. Uh, the cast is perfectly ensemble together. They play those roles amazingly. I knew you were a Winston guy because I remember when uh, Stranger Things season two came out and they went as the Ghostbusters and they dogged on Winston in it. Oh, and so Arthur cool. shit all over that scene on either Facebook or Twitter. <laughs> I can't remember yeah, which one. Kids weren't, kids weren't talking like that. That was one oh. of those things. Like they do a great job of like setting the 80s stage. But there are mm-hmm. some very non-80s conversations the kids yep. will have. Um, yep. I also like how they expected the uh, the one kid to be Winston just because he was black and he points it out to him. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Their costumes. The big problem with Stranger Things, the Halloween episode, their costumes were too good. Yep. Nobody yes. had costumes that were that good that soon after a movie came out or ever <laughs> like well, you, you got to remember too and that movie when that when the halloween episode of stranger things uh, season two took place that was four months after the movie came out yeah. four and a half months nobody There's had costumes. no way they had them that good that fast they would have been some reflective tape stripes on a shirt or like maybe they found a little jumpsuit and like wrote ghostbuster on the back or something like mm-hmm. If you did home, co- I'm, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. One of the moms loved costuming or something. You still wouldn't have had costumes that good. So come yeah. on, switch your things. We saw right there. Yeah. <laughs> Try um, too hard. The, uh, but yeah, we, uh, in the uh, comic books with Ghostbuster stuff, the ones that have done like crossover with the Ninja Turtles and stuff. I know they've fleshed out Winston more like with some military background and some things like that. Like they gave him some respect. I just, that's what I assume like that kind of a history. And then he's in this, like he's back in you know the civilian world, maybe doing some construction. That's what, that plaid shirt really screamed it to me. Yeah. Right? Like <laughs> I was like, yeah, 
And and the reason I agree with y'all is that Winston is probably ex-military when he comes in there is the fact that he doesn't lose his shit when he sees the ghost or even fighting ghost. Like you never get anything other than Winston's even keel. He's not afraid. White, but we don't see it. That's right. He has seen. (laughs) I have seen shit that will turn you white. (laughs) One of the uh, every line, man. Yeah. Every line. Ray, do you believe in Jesus Christ? Never even God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Never met him. Never met him. (laughs) Well, I do, and I love Jesus. Jesus is God. (laughs) I just. That is. I. I think that is a great conversation. Yes, and and what movies leave that in, right? Like, it's this weird, slow, driving down the road. You get that cool shot on the outside as the music transitions. So much of this movie is just like a freaking miracle the way it comes off, in my opinion. I, and I, I don't was, see how this gets per, put together the way it did. It's just, it's so good. It's, it was magic. Yeah. Literally, it yeah. was, it was, it was lightning magic. in a bottle that was captured. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Hey, uh. Like when when they're driving away and we're talking about that and it's right before then a little bit before then Egon's like we need to find Ray it's like like it, it just just the technology going back then it's like oh yeah they don't have phones or pagers or <laughs> so Ray could, Ray and Winston could have just been sitting at an all night diner like we ain't busting any more ghosts tonight we're done screw yeah. this <laughs> we're just probably where they were headed. They were going to say screw it they're going to leave whatever they had in the back in the trap while they had a few drinks or a burger. You know, oh. and so would you say that Ray is the best friend of all of them uh, in this group? Like with this movie and the next one, like he'd be the one that they all get along with the best. Probably, I, I think so. Too. I don't see them all having any real problems. There might be like irritations, but nothing like yeah. But I th- I think Ray's like the work wife to <laughs> all three of the... <laughs> He's he's a great sidekick. Right? Yeah, I mean, and he's, and he has somehow the... he has like uh, cigarette holding powers. <laughs> no, nah, it's easy to do. Yep. Is it? Yep. Yep. Well, I've never tried, so you busted. You bust. <laughs> Boom! Roasted. Uh, oh my god. What? Uh, all right. How do how do you talk about the greatest movie ever? Um, one of one of the greatest movies ever. Um, well, any just... any effects that you watch and you're like, oh, how come I like that? Because the answer to me is zero. Everything in this movie has aged Great. plenty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's aged that, pretty well. N- nothing is bad so the copy i have of this is from 2000 the one i watched was from 2005 ish and it was with like the double slime blu-ray pack or whatever or deep no in blu-ray it was actually dvd pack and the first like 30 minutes of this movie look like you're watching it on vhs still and then like the last hour and a half or hour and 15 Looks like it's actually been upgraded. It's like they didn't restore the first 30, 40 minutes. Like everything after they get fired is looks crystal clear and great. And everything before it has that grainy VHS feel to it. And it's just just throwing it out. I I liked it. I enjoyed it. It cracked me up. I noticed it. So which release was that? Did you say you had? 
It's uh, like the double slime version, something like that. It's they're both yeah. of them were in a green package. And I've they heard came some together trouble on different ones. I've heard the 4K one is not great. I've heard the one there's the Blu-ray set that I picked up. I've heard so far it's been like right at the money. Uh, the I think they've gone to I think they've gone to the shop with this a few times. Yeah, yeah. It's hard, right? Like it's hard to get the film on older ones. It's hard to bring stuff up without making it just grainy day or smooth day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, yeah. This the car iconic. Probably. Well, I think we've listed so many things we like that mm-hmm. probably apply to our earlier section of why kids liked this movie. Like all the characters are great. Kids picked up on that. You know, especially the main four. And the car. That's probably another reason. Like, I'm just here going with my arms out going, ah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of something. Okay, here's something I don't like about this movie. I've always wanted to see them to see. I've always wanted to see them shoot something with the guns on top of the car. (laughs) Um. But the, yeah, that's that's a legit nitpick that I really don't care if is in there because I love this movie and it's yeah, it's flawless. The special effects when you're a kid, like there's, it's like watching a magic show, right? Like there's no yeah. no no peeking behind a, you're not seeing behind a cape or in the box or anything like that. Uh, it's flawless there. The cars are made like you want the car, you want the pack. You want the trap. I got the trap from the animated show. I have that one. It still works. That's pretty neat. Um, There's just so much of it that felt like could become a thing. Like you thought you could be a Ghostbuster. Um, It's it's magic. Um, Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh... Favorite scene? Well, uh, I have to go with... Ooh, I, I have to say, uh, it's got to be the end. The, the, mostly the showdown with uh, humanoid female Gozer. Like, that moment. That's a great... That's just a great scene. There's... I, yeah. I, I can't I can't verbatim right now, but I, I, I used to. I, I, I could probably do it again if I watched the movie more often. But I loved Ray's speech when he went to go get her. Like, cease any and all supernatural activity and depart <laughs> forthwith to the nearest, uh, like... Goes with the Gazarian. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just, it's great. It's yeah. very official, and I'm just like, great, Ray. That's great. <laughs> that ought to do it. Yeah, go to the much, next Ray. dimension or the one, you know, next or nearest par- <laughs> nearest convenient parallel dimension. Like he covered it all. He was just like, no, go away. <laughs> I, uh, as, as, I I agree as, with you as, as a duly designated. <laughs> Representative uh, of the city, of county, the city, and state county. of New York. That's like great. <laughs> it's like, oh man. 
And then its its response is, "Are you a god?" And then you know, no. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> Peter's back there, just kind of waves at him. Go, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, say you're a god. <laughs> so uh, this. And guess that... who's there? Hold on, real quick. Who's there with the right answer? Winston. Winston. Damn right. Like you say yes, Ray. If someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. <laughs> that whole scene is great though, because then you get you get Peter's like, all right, this chick is toast, and then you and get the, the score's right there with it. The music mm-hmm. in this movie yeah. is the fifth mm-hmm. Ghostbuster. Well, the 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 part of the reason that's my favorite scene and and goes into the metaphysics of the movie. And the, I'm I'm not going to go into that because I want you guys to get your scene in. But I just want to say, when I think about the metaphysics of the movie and how all this stuff would or should or could work, that scene they're facing off against something, and and I think they know it. That is immense and powerful. Uh, and 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 when it's like speaking to them from the sky after it uh, dissipates. It's just, it's just ah, like Traveler has gone. It. This was actually when I watched it for our viewing, the first time that I watched the entire movie, actually analyzing from a like actual considering the possibilities of this, and I I actually got goosebumps during that scene when I actually when I watched the entire movie thinking about it on an analytical level on how this would work on a metaphysical level. And I, I got goosebumps during that scene. That's awesome. Yesterday. So that is also my favorite scene, the climax scene of the movie. That's my favorite scene right there, with the battle between uh, them and Gozer. But I'll back up to another scene I really enjoy. And uh, it's kind of a combination of um, two scenes. I enjoy the stuff with Walter Peck. Mm-hmm. I enjoy whenever he comes back to shut down the containment field and everything gets blown mm-hmm. to hell, and I enjoy the meeting with the mayor. And then, you know, when you watch this, you're kind of like, he comes off kind of dickish, but Peter kind of puts it on him at first, so, you know, you kind of see, I guess, where he'd be pissed off and get his court order or whatever. But whenever they're meeting with the mayor, and he comes walking in, and he pushes his way between them, I'm like, oh, yeah, he really is a super dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walter Peck is just doing his job. Have you ever seen those? Where it's like recasting the villain from the realistic point of view. And it's like he works for the EPA and he's doing what he's paid to do. You know, yeah. Like Walter Peck in doing his job. Um, yeah, I agree. Like, I mean, I, he asked to see your stuff and. <laughs> and the smart ass, yeah. like, put it back on him. But I, I also like how they're like, you know, kind of tried to break it that we didn't do anything wrong. But they earlier they talk about how they're, uh, you know, the the three, Ray, Egon and Peter, they're unlicensed nuclear accelerators on their backs. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a and slightly they, libertarian point of view on how to approach science. <laughs> and, and if they cross the streams, it, it's it's basically like an atom bomb going off. <laughs> That's I, also a great scene. Yeah. I, uh, I important so safety I'm tip, gonna, everybody. I'll, I'll <laughs> I don't want to like, Thanks, go yeah, uh, yeah, good. We'll keep that one in mind. Uh, you know, it's hard to like not pick the whole hotel thing. Yeah. There's so much yeah, that's developed there. 
But I think the hotel into the montage. Mm -hmm. I'm going to call that a scene because you get the music, you get them accelerating through their ability, you get them becoming stars, you get the funny things, you get a little Larry King. How is Elvis? Have you talked to him lately? Um, or no, that was somebody else, wasn't it? Larry King. That wasn't Larry King that said that, no. No, 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 no. Larry King's introduced in the whole segment. Like, he, and then it's like the, uh, that other evening show guy, right? Um, it, and you know what else? Every other scene in the movie. Like, it just, yeah. It, it's hard. Yeah, right? it's I just wanted to kind of make you guys squirm for a minute. Well, yeah. I was just like, well, I, I mean, par- partly why I was able to pick one was it's one of my favorite scenes. And after, like I said, watching it through the analytical lens, uh, it, it became a more powerful scene to me. I this is this is hard to watch through an analytical analytical lens for me because I like I can pick on certain things, but then I just fall back and enjoy it. And like, oh wait, I'm supposed to be watching this. Oh. Well, my yeah, analytical side was it, not so. like picking apart the technicalities of the movie or the writing or anything. It was it was merely my analytical thought was how to how's the ghost working, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know the answer for me, and I think it's the answer for you guys. Is this the movie you've watched more than any other movie? Yes. Yes. Yeah, same. Like, it's the one that I can legitimately, without hyperbole, say at least 100 times. Uh, mm, I, I that... couldn't count. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you know, <laughs> we'll steal a line from, like, uh, uh, well, uh, you know, uh, who's it? Bilbo? Bilbo Baggins is beyond count. Like, I, I, yeah, exactly. We, I have no idea. Sure, couldn't tell you. Um, yeah, I've worn out a VHS copy of it that I had when right. I was a kid that, and it didn't, you know, stop working. <laughs> and and so. to quote Beetlejuice, Brian, do you want to go ahead and do the quote? <laughs> it gets funnier. Every single time I see it, yeah. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> uh, it's, oh man. Uh, I think the word to use at this point, I mean, I imagine the word has changed throughout my life when it comes to this movie, but at this point it's thankful. This movie, I'm so glad it exists mm-hmm. and how it may not have existed was just like, Yep, Freaks Brian. Did you, did you see the movies that made us over this one? No. Yeah, it's it's very close to not existing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very, very I, 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 I got the gist of that just from picking things up over time. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it, but that, like I said, Arthur, at the beginning of the show, uh, plug going to watch the movies that made us over Ghostbusters. I will will plug that again. It is fantastic, and you just get to learn so much about it. So. Uh, before we dump into jump into metaphysic whatnot, yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other things to just call out from a high level. Um, I want to take I want a Ghostbusters tour. You know, I want to see all the places. I want to see the glass restaurant. I want to see the buildings. I want. Yeah. I just want a walking tour of New York of Ghostbusters. Um, you know, here's something we haven't talked about: how great Rick Moranis is, and this is Louis Tully. Yeah, we well, Janine or Rick. Uh, yeah, but I, that's a good point. Everything's so good. Mm-hmm. We haven't even talked about Sigourney. 
Yeah, I know. Like, uh, like uh, initial crush as a kid. Like, I mean, we focused yeah. on the Ghostbusters. There's, there's four more hours to go. Like, she was definitely one of my early crushes. Like, she's so good in this. Uh, Rick Moranis, every line is gold. You know, you know what I do is I, I put the, uh, the, the workout on fast forward and I get it done in half the time or whatever. Yep, great. Uh, I like. <laughs> I like the Rick Moranis party scene where he's throwing his party, and I did not realize that almost all of that is ad libbed. <laughs> just going through it, so that's that's just phenomenal, you know. And then I uh, like we when almost they... got Rick Moranis back last year. Some dickhead had to punch him in New York City. Yeah, thanks guys. Uh, but I enjoyed uh, how they at the end of the movie. This is my favorite Rick Moranis stuff in the movie, though. Is He's like, they're telling him how lucky he is, and they want a sample of his brain tissue. Okay. And then at the very end, who does your taxes? Yeah. That's my favorite line. The the best is when he comes down and he gets down the flight of stairs during the credits. And he's like, hey, I'm a witness. Does anybody want to interview me? (laughs) The the ambulance driver, the EMTs come to take him. He's like, no, I want to go in the car with them. (laughs) That's good stuff. So, anyway. That's all I wanted to point out with Rick Moranis is and Sigourney's phenomenal and Annie Potts is amazing. Oh man. This movie is just perfectly casted and executed. And the car- oh Janine. The uh quit better jobs than this. <laughs> I love how when she's hitting on Egon and he could care less. <laughs> yeah. Prince, Prince is, is dead. dead. Yeah. Well, I read a lot too. <laughs> Really, that's fascinating. Um, Dude, I'm telling you guys, I wish you could have been there two years ago at the uh, Universal Studios, the Halloween Horror Nights, when they did Ghostbusters. To walk in and you've got, you know, very quickly, you've got a a lady at the phone, that's a Janine that's interacting with you sometimes and answering the phone and like walking through the stuff like it's so great, you know, and you end with that rooftop deal of them blasting the thing. Like it's, it was awesome. Like I went through it. I think I think I went through the the Ghostbusters house three, maybe four times. Man, it was special. I just learned this summer what Halloween Horror Nights is mm. from uh, following Casey on Twitter. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, I didn't know it was a thing. I. I live in the middle of the country. I knew, you know, Frontier City has Fright Night, and I enjoy that quite a bit, but there's no real house. You just walk through uh, where the nightmare used to be. Oh. Rip. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, super oh, high there. quality uh, walk through haunted areas. Um. The one, my my favorite happy place was the Killer Clowns from Outer Space House so far. Um, it was just super cool to go through different things in there. And like they even had the, uh, they even had the, uh, the sheriff in there, the police chief. And then he's got like the marionette <laughs> mouth and stuff. And it would be, you could tell it was a, you know, like a mannequin and you'd come up on it, and then all of a sudden there'd be a clown actor peek around and stuff. And it's it's just special, dude. Like it's such a good time. Uh, That's the awesome. plan is to get back there at the end of September. So 
Awesome. Disc. Yeah. Uh, Brian. All right. You want to get metaphysical? Yeah, let's get metaphysical on this. So I want I want to <laughs> dump some realizations on you. The the this is not a sweet treat. You could call it one, but it's not because uh, it's, you know, the idea of how a ghost would function in reality and like in the real world and affect it and interact with it. The one thing it needs is energy. And that's what this whole movie is about in the end. And it's told to us through Ray's research into Dana's building. The function of it is a, as he says, is a superconductive antenna that draws in what he calls spiritual turbulence. What it really, it, it, it's basically uh, kind of psychic energy or just energy in general. You know, anything that will power. You know, it, it, it's drawing this stuff in, and it's concentrating it. That is why like uh, it's it's obvious like we all understand that's why the ghosts are popping up you know and and that's why their business is booming is because all over the city and the surrounding area the ghosts are going nuts my point on this is the ghosts have always been there we get this clue from the hotel what's he say he says everybody knows about what was the floor the 13th floor or yeah what? Yeah, twelfth or thirteenth. Yeah, everybody knows about the twelfth floor. I don't think there's probably there probably isn't a thirteenth floor. Um, uh, everyone knows about the twelfth floor. Floor the disturbances, I mean, but it's never ever been this bad in years. Like, what what is happening is all the ghosts that are pre-existing in the area are getting souped up by this this building. It's probably been slowly happening over time, and it's kind of like any kind of reactor or anything. It would build up more and more and more and, and reach a critical mass at some point, and things would just get stronger and stronger. The Ghostbusters weren't going to stop this from happening, but they did slow it down a little bit by collecting all the energy. that Because basically the ghosts were collecting energy as well, not just the building. And they... Uh, capture all that and store it. So when ghosts are moving around and doing all their things, they're expending the energy. But when they're in their storage containment area, they're not really expending the energy. It's just all saved up. And that's what happens during the explosion when all the ghosts are released. There's all this extra energy in there that's been like coagulating in their in their containment area. And that's what bursts forth and illustrates to the audience that all this concentrated energy is now flowing towards a location which uh, the keymaster interprets as the sign that he's been waiting for, which it is technically. Whether you want to go with destiny or prophecy or whatnot, that's a whole other thing. But the idea that um, all this energy is being collected it's not to give Gozer form. It's not to give Gozer anything. Gozer has all the energy Gozer needs. What all this energy's purpose is, is to open the door. Mm -hmm. 
to what is essentially unlimited energy for, you know, paranormal energy for Gozer to do Gozer's thing. And that's why when I when I saw the scene and, you know, Ray walks up, they this all the ghosts they've pretty much been busting have been really like, you know, phantasms and, you know, very, you know, intangible-esque, you know. But Gozer is a physical form. And that's a lot of juice to produce a physical form from just a like a an, a plane that would I guess be considered energy and uh, unlimited energy and the the idea that they'd have to contend with something like that is just that's what that's what um, really brought me to just like oof I was just like man they're dealing with something major here. Yeah. So that that's that that's that's the thing I wanted to say is like all the ghosts didn't just pop up because of that place. They've always existed there. They just didn't mm-hmm. have the means to uh, interact as much as they'd like to. It's awesome. Yeah. I thought Gozer was a man. It's whatever, whatever wants it wants to be because <laughs> it's not even a, you know, biological creature. Right. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that that's what that's what you know, it's like, wow, that scene. It's like, that's a doomsday scenario. And they were aware that that was a doomsday scenario. Uh, but, uh, you know, just just four guys with some proton packs dealing with it. It's just great. They had the tools. They had the talent. Yeah, they had to walk up those stairs. Another great scene. It's real short, Let me but know. it's great. Let great me know when we get to too. 20. I'm going to throw oh. up. <laughs> You know I what? Like, they, yeah, go ahead. They, they just had to be good, for goodness sake. Whoa. Somebody's, Somebody's coming. coming. <laughs> uh, I also like Carl Winslow taking him to meet the mayor. <laughs> Is that Winslow? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that mayor scene, the mayor's great. Lenny. Um, the Twinkie speech. Like, yeah, the, the, I love when they're I, describing what's going on around town. He's like, the walls in the 53rd precinct are bleeding. How do you explain that? <laughs> <laughs> I like when they go off on the, you know, I their speech to the mayor, down. and then Fakeman's like, dogs and cats living together. <laughs> Another line I've used more than you know than you can imagine, right? Yeah. So. You say you love the mayor scene. I love the mayor scene too. But the the best line to the mayor or from the mayor and in the Ghostbusters movies, and I'll include the second one, is whenever they meet, uh, get taken to the mayor at the end of the second movie, and uh, Ray tells him that almost twenty five percent of them voted for, or almost thirty three percent of them <laughs> voted for him in the last election. <laughs> and there's four of them. That is amazing. Um. Got to skew those statistics somehow. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you would be responsible for saving the lives of millions of registered voters. The priests. Great stuff. Mm-hmm. He does that look like the. Well, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's like, there you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Sweet treat, Brian. Personally, Lenny, or, uh, I think it's a sign from God. Well, uh. <laughs> I um, my sweet treat. I was just like, huh? Because I, you know, never really questioned this before, right? And so I, I, I was like, well, 
I've never questioned it, so I'm going to look into it because it seems like I, I, we need to know. We need to know. Everyone here doing our podcast, everyone listening, we all need to know. I didn't know. What is Thorazine? And uh, that is the yeah. substance. Yeah, that is the substance that Vankman had on his person or like when I looked it up, I, I assumed it was a tranquilizer before anything, right? Because she is doing her hyper breathing sleep, right? And I assumed it must have been some sort of sedative that he may have gotten off the e EMTs or whatever that were obviously kind of like you don't see any of them, but you only see three cops in one cop car. Obviously, the scene might have had more than that. So there might have been who knows, right? So I'm just like, that's kind of weird. So I'm like, I'm gonna look up what Thorazine is. Thorazine wouldn't have knocked her out. What Thorazine is is, uh, I guess, uh, the the brand name is Thorazine, and it, and its actual thing is like, I'm not even gonna bother trying to say it. You know how medicine is. But it's it's actually what he gave her was an antipsychotic, and it's meant to treat mental illnesses, uh, behavioral disorders, uh, uh, blood disorders. Severe nausea and vomiting. Who knows what if she was doing that? You know, you know, nice uh, exorcism stuff. The exorcist stuff, you know, that kind of thing. And it reduces anxiety and stuff like that. It's also uh, useful in like uh, for bipolar and other stuff. So it it says here that it. I don't know if this was true at the time during the filming of this because things do change, as we all know. But currently, it is a, you need a prescription for it. Now, in the movie, we know that uh, Venkman describes himself as a doctor, which probably means he has a doctorate, not actually a medical doctor. Uh, he has a doctorate in psychology, and he doesn't have a doctorate in parapsychology, because I assume you wouldn't get one of those. Um, but either he's went through medical school as well and got the ability to prescribe himself uh, Thorazine or he got someone else to get it for him. I assume he was self-medicating. I, I was thinking the same thing, Brian. I thought it was his for himself, like he's bipolar. Yeah, or manic. Yeah. yeah, manic depressive. Or man yeah, manic depressive. And so, yeah, I kind of assumed the same thing because He's a psychologist, not a psychiatrist, so he wouldn't have the access yep. unless he would, was actually a medical doctor as well. Yep. He wouldn't have the access to write the prescriptions. So in, in all likelihood, he didn't uh, take the do the medical stuff and he probably has prescribed it or some other weird, you know, because Al Vakeman could be, you know, he, he got a hold of it. He knew he needed it. He probably didn't want like who knows how he got it, but he got it. And the chances are he uses it for himself. And luckily, he had some on him. <laughs> yeah, that's always like that's the that's the okay, of all the things that kind of settle in as you get older. Mm -hmm. That's always been the weirdest. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, like what what was going on with that? Like, why why are we walking around? Yeah, my, well, <laughs> that's that my assumption. Party drug? Right? Yeah. Like I said, like she she is unconscious but breathing weird, <clears throat> which could be a side effect of you know possession by a bestial inhuman spirit and uh, mixed with the tranquilizer 
That's what I assumed it was because she was unconscious. But um, no, nah, it's not what it does. It just is antipsychotic. And he gave he, it. He he emphasized the amount he gave her. So <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So she can take a little nap now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she barks. She cools. So. Yeah. So I just thought that was neat. I was like, "Oh, it's not a it's not a tranquilizer. He didn't have to steal it from MT, EMTs or have it on him for crazy reasons. He he probably has been using it to self medicate." That's wild. Uh, are we ready to rank the movie or pair the movie? Well, we usually rank it first, sir. We do, but I think we know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I, Let's do the ranking. Ranking? It is movie number 30. Mm-hmm. And here we rank every movie we've seen and declare what the greatest movie of all time is only from the movies we have seen. And every time we get to another five movies, we do the whole list. We'll do it after after we rank, or I guess yeah, after we rank here. Yeah, I. Uh, yeah, yes. Go I'll first, go Arthur. Go first. Currently, my bottom three. <laughs> oh uh, man, top... that was my that was a joke I was gonna tell. <laughs> oh, you this movie did not age well. Can you believe all the facts? The writing was garbage. The characters were unrealistic and unrelatable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, currently, my top three are Batman Returns. The Lost Boys and the Burbs. Uh, drum, lo- drum roll not needed. Uh, Ghostbusters new number one. Oops. <laughs> Sorry, Burbs. <laughs> Your You're time up. in the top three was limited. But uh, deserved. You, you got. You, oh yeah. Yeah, you, you needed to be up there enough, you know, for somebody. I know I didn't rank it high, but it was good enough. That's fine. Uh, Zach, Brian, anybody want to go next? Sure. Um, this is going to be uh, my number one movie. And I have a strange feeling it will stay there for a very long time. Yeah. So it just depends on the week and the mood I'm in, whether it'll be beat. No. There's one uh, other movie I hold close to it yeah. in my heart. And I, so they're they're like a 1A, 1B. There's a couple things that are if before adulthood... It would have been untoppable. Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple things out there, depending on what we do and, you know, how it feels. Yeah. That. Um, yeah, Brian? That's why this oh, is so Zach, rough. Zach, I didn't say your top three, did I? I don't care. It's my number one. <laughs> yeah. My number two now is The Lost Boys, and my number three, I don't know what it is. Uh, Brian? Uh, yeah. New Nightmare? Batman yeah. Returns and Poltergeist. I don't know. Like two out of those top three are heavily related to why I like this movie and why I like like if if Batman Returns wasn't on my list, like as my top three, my top three would be these three movies. What's tough for me is New Nightmare. And Ghostbusters for me, this is it's a it's personally a real tough call, but luckily I did watch this once again through the analytical lens, and it it as 
as I said, it gave the movie a lot more depth to me than I've ever given it credit for in the past. Because, like, New Nightmare, I was, you know, initial viewing was, eh, you know, you know, yeah, as you normally would because we were younger, but still, like, like early high school, was it? Or was it junior high, Zach? Yeah. Junior high. Yeah, junior high. But most viewings after that, initial viewing on TBS or whatever, was, you know, I, I had a lot more appreciation for the movie. I watched Ghostbusters a lot more as a kid and really never got out of that habit. And luckily, this time I viewed it as I would, just like I was viewing New Nightmare. And luckily, if I hadn't done that, it'd be number two. But it is number one, and and for that reason, because it has it, it's gained new depth for me on that. Yes, viewed it number one for the first time since episode one. Well, yeah. I think what's sad right? for yeah. for this being Brian's number one. And this is nothing to do with, you know, it it knocks Poltergeist out of his out top of three. Yeah, and that's why I'm real sad because you know, but I, I have to admit, you know, you know, Batman Returns deserves its spot as well. I just kind of mm-hmm. like my perfect top three would be, yeah, basically, it just, it just yeah, threw me off without with the Poltergeist. I knew it was like, going down. They were. They whenever were. You, yeah. Whenever you put Ghostbusters up last week, that was a sacrifice. Both guys has fallen out the top three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a sacrifice for me. Yeah, and yeah, but yeah, my big top three supernatural movies: Polt, like Ghostbusters, New Nightmare, and Poltergeist. Poltergeist had two weeks as the undisputed number one. Oh. By the well, way, I think Ghostbusters <laughs> is going to break that. Yeah, it might run for a while. <sighs> oh yeah, it'll run for a long while. Yeah. Uh, let's go through the rankings. Oh my! We have reviewed thirty movies. Do we go worst first, or do we go first? Worst to first. All right, my thirty movies in review. And I'm always going to screw up the basket case ones because I never expand the column. Let's start Sundown. Basket case two. Worm, Saw, Terror Train, House, Shocker, Double Dragon, Demonic Toys, Hellraiser, My Bloody Valentine, Pumpkinhead, Poltergeist, Evil Dead, Basket Case 3, Frankenhooker, Valentine, Basket Case, Remote Control, Blob, Return to Oz, Fright Night, Arachnophobia, Scrooge, The Warriors, New Nightmare, the Burbs and top three in reverse order: Lost Boys, Batman Returns, and Ghostbusters. Zachary from bottom to top: Double Dragon, Basket Case, Squirm, Sundown, Shaka, Demonic Toys, Terror Train, Hellraiser, House, Remote Control, Return to Oz, My Bloody Valentine, Pumpkinhead, Valentine, Basket Case Three, Saw. Basket Case, Frankenhooker, The Blob, The Warriors, Batman Returns, The Burbs, Poltergeist, Arachnophobia, Evil Dead, New Nightmare, Your Top Three, Reverse Order, Scrooged, The Lost Boys, and Ghostbusters. A double Bill Murray setup in there. And Brian, the bread, uh, Sundown, <laughs> Terror Train, Basket Case, Two, My Bloody Valentine, Double Dragon, Saw, Remote Control, Shocker, 
in the same column for some reason. What happened there? But that's right. Uh, the Warriors, Evil Dead, Squirm, Valentine, Burbs, Basket Case, Hellraiser, Frankenhooker, House, Lost Boys, Basket Case, Fright Night, <laughs> typed out as Fight Night, Pumpkinhead, Demonic Toys, The Blog, Arachnophobia, Scrooged, Poltergergergeist, then your top three, Batman Returns, New Nightmare, and Ghostbusters. Hmm. Wow. What a ride. Nope. This is going to be really fun at episode 100. I agree, Zach. <laughs> no, you we may have to get to a point where we do it every 10. <laughs> or, or maybe save it for a, a special episode. Like, when it gets to a certain threshold, we're like, maybe we should save an episode where we just kind of talk about all of our rankings and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, validate it to ourselves and to each other, you know? Like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Why, why would you put just that there? Hell. I was like, well, sundown's crap, Zach. <laughs> sundown's just fan. Yeah, it's crap. Moments. There were moments that were fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I, you, neither of you seen down. it, and I wanted to uh, yeah. introduce some new horror to you both. Yeah, I was real scared. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, uh, movie pairings. Who wants to go first? Go first is my pick. I'm leaping on it. I uh, First, we watch... I'm going to just do the order. First, we watch Poltergeist. Then we watch Ghostbusters. First, we eat the pig, and then we burn. Oh, uh, oh my goodness. I might have to pull out dirty work now since you threw that line out there, Arthur. <laughs> First we eat the pig and then we burn! <laughs> Is Gary Coleman next to him? <laughs> what you talking about, Satan? Um, <laughs> so that is a classic, by the way. Uh, Zach, you're watching Ghostbusters. What are you watching with? I thought about copping out and going Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2, but no, I will not do that this week. I will pick one of my other favorite Rick Moranis movies, and we will watch Little Shop of Horrors Hmm. and then Ghostbusters. I enjoy, I enjoy. Uh, You get Rick Moranis and you get some Bill Murray. Yep. Yeah. Yes. 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 Uh, I forget about that. Mm-hmm. The little scene with Bill Murray and Steve Martin. Oh. oh okay. Wait. 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 I'm gonna pause it right here. Sorry, Arthur. Uh, when I was watching the movie, I happened to tap the screen because I was watching it on my phone, and uh, a little tidbit of information came up. I was not aware that. John Candy was up for the role of Lewis Talding. Oh, I think I heard that at one point. Wow, what a different that was, movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was. No I think he was a uh, um, uh, this uh, John Candy. I believe was a Second City guy as well as Rick Moranis was. So yeah, they all knew. And each Harold Ramis was a Second City guy. So. I will also not take the cop out because. I don't want to come down from a high of watching Ghostbusters and kind of do the smooth line of Ghostbusters too. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I kind of like to watch those separate most of the time, although I've done the the run it through. Mm-hmm. I think what I'll do is Ghostbusters to start the evening and then go a little off track here. I want to see something else with Ernie Hudson, but some Supernatural, and we're going to watch The Crow. And that'll be a good kind of midnight viewing. Because I like him in that. Um, did you did you guffaw? Or? No, no, no. I was just like, oh, yeah. That just kind of uh, slips out all the time. Yeah, I was like, Ernie like... Hudson in another Supernet? I was like, what? I mean... In that case, you could have been like, "Well, I like you know. Let's do uh, let's do uh, you know, uh, Casper, because there's a Ghostbuster cameo in Casper." <laughs> yep. Who are you gonna call? Somebody else. And I was like, "Bull, bull." He'd have that done in like two minutes. No, I uh, I think I would want to see some more Ernie Hudson yeah. for the evening. So. Yeah. That didn't surprise me. Uh, I went to the theater the other day and watched Escape Room Tournament of Champions, the sequel to Escape Room. It was a good time. Nice. Uh, those those movies are kind of, they're not quite uh, Final Destination, but they're kind of on par for the itch that they scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, little cute devices to slowly knock off your people the 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 rooms are creative you you kind of want to know more like i don't i don't know i'm i'm enjoying this escape room franchise either of you ever see the first one no no well (laughs) i'm sorry i'm sorry sorry. i'm just too blown away by sundown i can't watch (laughs) any of this stuff Um, other than that, I'm still trying to make some time for Fear Street. I want to check out that trilogy. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I enjoyed <laughs> it. They could have they could have even stretched it and busted it out into four movies. Okay. Uh, don't give Netflix any ideas about stretching content. Stretch. But no, it, I really enjoyed it. It was good stuff. Good. I'm uh, sure they'll come back with more. Yep. Speaking of Sundown. I watched. <laughs> Why? 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 I didn't poop all over your stuff. No, this is actually related. Oh, okay. Uh, speaking of Sundown, I watched Space Jam <laughs> New Legacy. Oh, yeah. I've heard it. <laughs> wonderful. No, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. Remember what my primary complaint about Sundown was is the huge amount of potential it had. Yes. But it was a huge letdown. Now, when I when you look at the front of Space Jam or whatever posters they're going to be using or promotional material, you don't get a whole lot of ideas about what the movie is except for it's basketball and Looney Tunes like the other one. Um, <clears throat> there were actually moments I was like, wow, I like this and I wish this was the whole movie. Um... There's a there's a there's a plot in the movie. Do you guys mind? It's not really the primary plot. I mean, it's Space Jam. Come on. Do you, like I just know we didn't tell people that there was going to be Space Jam spoilers coming. Space Jam spoilers, folks. Okay. Turn away got now. enough time. To... Yeah, got enough time. Uh, there's a point in the movie <laughs> where obviously 
LeBron James has to talk to uh, the Looney Tunes, and he lands on Looney Tune World, and uh, the only one there is Bugs Bunny. Everyone is gone. Uh, they've moved on to other Warner Brothers franchises and they're invading back. <laughs> like they're playing roles like Porky and Daffy. Are... Oh, don't go into the details. Okay. I, I, I want that part to be a surprise. Okay. okay. I, the gimmick, I, I'm, I'm into the gimmick. I, I like hey, the idea. Yeah. That's the part of the movie you'll enjoy. By the way, we don't see a, a Looney Tune until I timed this. This movie is one hour, 55 minutes, by the way. Um, Why? I know, right? <laughs> I think you get you Did see Zach Snyder the... to get oh, yeah. together. Zeke oh, yeah. Snyder, his He's... southern his southern cousin, old Zeke Snyder. <laughs> Man, uh, you don't you don't run into Bugs Bunny till like twenty seven minutes in. Uh, I think, uh, and I believe the basketball game itself doesn't start till like an hour and something in. There's another thing I like as well, but um, uh, this this idea, this notion, uh, LeBron has to save his son, basically, and uh, other stakes. So the stakes are a little higher than they were in the last movie, which is, you know, typical. But um, what 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 popped into my head that a parent or someone is going to have to save a child reminded me a lot of labyrinth and the idea of going through different warner brothers properties with the looney tunes as both uh, assistants and guides in a labyrinth style movie really intrigued me mm -hmm. and i thought wow instead of doing a sequel to space jam they could have done that mm -hmm. and it would have been interesting yeah, but davy jones is gone Okay. And um, there. David Bowie, sorry. <clears throat> well, the, no, not actual labyrinth, just at labyrinth esque, you know, like, oh, right, my gotcha. kid's sucked into whatnot. I need to go help him in this weird realm. And uh, Bugs Bunny is my sidekick, and we, we need to get the gang together, and they're going to help me get through this labyrinth or these worlds of Warner Brothers, you know. Um, that really popped in my head. It's it felt too short to me because I liked it so much. But the the the, the movie is bad, by the way. I'm not. This isn't me. <laughs> there are little hints of things I would have like liked, you know, to see as an actual full movie. Also, right. there was actual stuff in the basketball game regarding the characters and their specific quirks I liked there was a line about Foghorn Leghorn from the announcers I love the announcers for the game in this but um, for, for Log Foghorn Leghorn that made, made me actually bust out laughing mm -hmm. and uh, I have to say this movie is one step higher on me liking it like I was like eh, this is mostly crap but there was a moment in the movie that's, I, that I was like okay I really like this part of the movie. And that was my favorite Looney Tune was the MVP. Does anyone know who my uh, favorite Looney Tune is? Wiley Coyote, super yep. genius. He won the game, essentially. With he the didn't uh, get... super shot thing? Yeah. 
I saw it in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. He the score was like a thousand something, like thousand thirty nine points to like they had like maybe twenty one or something, and he nearly evened the score in one play. <laughs> <laughs> Which typically that's tough to do in a game. Yes, it is. So I'm I'm glad to see they played it just like the NBA All Star game. Yeah. We're defense mm-hmm. optional. Yeah. But yeah. So I got, I got a real kick out of that because I was like, Wiley never got the play he ever deserves. They, they kind of play him off as a joke and a screw-up almost every time. But he and the Roadrunner worked together in that, and they, 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 they even the score. That's awesome. It is. Well, beep, beep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I recently watched No Sudden Moves or No Sudden Move with – uh, Benicio Del Toro and Don Cheadle on HBO Max. It's uh, one of the Warner Brothers same day releases and it is pretty great. So eh, that's all I'm saying. Well, good active people. If we, if we hadn't mentioned Sundown, I would have said, speaking of Batman Returns, and then went into Space Jam. Wink, oh, okay. wink, nudge, nudge. Uh, does this movie have. It's a whole new legacy. Is it? Ha- is that Alexander Daddario in that? No. What are you talking Best about? picture of uh, sudden, no sudden move. Oh, I thought you were talking about Space Jam. I was like, no, I did not see her in this movie. It's <laughs> a, a Barry Sonfeld movie. Oh, sure. okay. Because I asked, I asked about one of the actresses. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm, no, I'm it doesn't look it like it's her. I'm trying to figure out who this person on the runway is. Maybe that's the same guy. Julia Fox, apparently. I have to I have to ask a question. Um, so New Line Cinema was the parent company was Time Warner, right? I don't remember. I thought they were kind of their own thing. Well, um, they were, and then who owns the rights currently to Freddy Krueger? To Freddy. I think uh, Turner Broadcasting was, and then Time Warner. Yeah. Um, exactly. All I know is, all I know is the third one's not on HBO Max. Sucker. Where, where are you Why going with you that? Friend? Well, without giving too much away, I oh, wanted to yeah. know <laughs> exactly. Because I think I wasted, I, I had this weird idea that the Warner Brothers had some sort of affiliation with it. Um, so I was looking for someone in the crowd. Wink, wink. So this made me think, <laughs> uh, I, I kind of thought this would fall in that thing. I, I don't know if you've kind of paid attention, but there was a lot of writers getting the rights to their characters back. Um, and Craven's Estate did get the rights to A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, I don't know what that means for the overall franchise, but it was New Line had gotten absorbed <laughs> into Warner, like you thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess just it. curious. I well, you know, I just happened to notice some things, and I was like, oh, I wonder who else I should be looking for. Gotcha. Uh, anything else? I want to go see the new Purge movie. I'm going to do that soon. One of these nights. I've got my AMC pass re- yep. 
re-engaged so trying to get to the theater some but i've been just such a mess at getting anything done lately so it's tough yeah. so uh do you want to know what we're watching next week do you want to tell us yeah I'm so ready. we have 11 days it is currently on amazon prime and we will be watching warlock radio there we go arthur has never seen warlock i may have but i don't know so I wanted to bring it up and watch it. We're going to watch our, uh, what's his name? Adrian something? Professor, uh, man. No, Julian, I know, but I uh, forgot. Julian Sands. Yeah, Julian Sands. Also, Fantastic. one of the bad guys in Jackie Chan Adventures. Yay! <laughs> Jackie! One more thing! So currently available on Amazon Prime. All right. Well, nope. Uh, uh, Probably four more hours we could have talked about Ghostbusters, but Brian, yeah, take us home. Well, saving the day, saving Brian. Yeah, I believe it's magic. <laughs> um, folks, I, I don't know how much more obvious this movie needs to make the point. If someone asks you. If you're a god, you say yes.